Hi there, this is Renee Fournay. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to my podcast. It is my prayer that it will be a blessing to you and that you would simply get to know this wonderful creation that you are designed beautifully by the master, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit himself. Loss? Well, yes. Brokenness? Of course. But know this, the more you embrace the cross, Jesus, the more your broken pieces are transformed into something ultimately beautiful. Now let's tune in to see what the Lord has to say today. I am so delighted that uh, you decided to tune in again as I... um, I want to give to you what the Lord has given to me, and it's uh, related to bitterness and unforgiveness. So um, I'm going to be reading, I'm going to read the scripture first off, and then I'll go from there. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to go ahead and jump on up to verse, uh, down to verse 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. You may want to underline that scripture, hardness, hardening of their hearts, because we're going to come back to, to this. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Let me say it again, put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Don't take anger to bed. And do not give the devil a foothold, because when you are angry and you end up in sin, you've given him a foothold. Okay? Anyone who has been stealing, must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. We're going to talk about that. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, and it may benefit those who listen. And do not under any circumstances grieve, make sad, frustrate. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness. Underline that. 
Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So now I want to talk a little bit about bitterness, you know, and I know that that was a long passage that I read, but my, my, my key, key thing that I want to focus in on is how bitterness tends to invade our soul and causes all kinds of, of damage to relationships and uh, relationships that God intended you to be in. And it causes a decay of the soul that you're not even aware of. You're going about in ministry and you're serving uh, you're serving your family and you're serving those that you encounter on your job, but yet you're doing it in bitterness of soul and you actually have a stank about you. Okay, let me just say this, that bitterness can be traced. If you really begin to investigate, it can be traced to unforgiveness in some area with some person or some institution even. And you can trace that to a critical spirit or a critical attitude. If you find yourself seeing, thinking about an individual and seeing only their shortcomings or each and every failure of a person at some point in time, you have allowed your heart to be contaminated with bitterness due to an unforgiving heart. So then you must begin to evaluate your heart and soul as you hear and listen to the words that flow out of your mouth. This is the only true way to know. It's like, man, am I bitter? What are you speaking about that individual? So I have found myself becoming critical of an individual and only seeing her flaws, never recognizing the radiant gifting that God has placed within, within that individual. So then I have to ask myself, at what time did I stop being forgiving towards this individual? I have to ask the Lord to lay it before me so that I can repent and give it back to him where it truly belongs. You and I were never intended to carry the weight of offenses from anyone. Jesus took every offense with him to the cross. We like to only focus on the different forms of physical illness and sometimes we'll, we will even deal with the mental illnesses that he carried to the cross with him. Nevertheless, we rarely confess that by his stripes, we are healed of the soul diseases such as bitterness. By his stripes, we are healed of the offenses which have come upon us. By his stripes, his punishment on the cross, we are healed. We are free of the burden of offense. And as we lay this burden down, it removes the possibility of an atmosphere being set up to be affected with a defensive, a defensive and assumption type of mindset. When offense happens, we tend to become very defensive of ourselves. Again, Jesus took the pain of offense so that we would not have to 
carry that burden of offense. It's not good to, to cover over it. And a lot of times I'll find myself doing this and saying, you know what, I forgive the individual. And I'm saying it in my mouth, but I haven't openly confessed it to Jesus. And I have not openly dialogued with him about that injury. So every time you're offended, I'm encouraging you to quickly give it to Jesus. Don't keep it. Don't hang on to it. Quickly give it to Jesus and confess, Lord, I forgive that individual, whoever that person is. Now, I want to go back to Ephesians 4, 29, where it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So those that are listening to you talk about this individual. Sometimes we like to say, well, I'm just processing through. I need an outlet. Well, you better process through it with Jesus because, or someone that he's led you to because he's the only one that will bring about truth, your truth. Then it says, and do not grieve, this is in verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. You see, having a critical spirit is a definite sign of bitterness, having made his home within your soul. A critical spirit is definitely unwholesome talk. And as specified in verse 29, we should stay clear of this. For example, instead of modifying your statement into something worth building the person up or encouraging that person, you're focusing in heavily on their failure. You speak only what you see as opposed to what you should be desiring to see from God's holy word. You magnify the failure of the individual over their successes. You magnify or rather, let me put it this way, and I know this might sound a little bit, ooh, but you magnify or you rather exalt the enemy of God instead of exalting Jesus by giving thanks for God, even using that failure to shape that individual into more of his likeness. Be careful and stay clear of this. Watch what you say. Let everything that you say be as if you're speaking the very words of God. So if this, if this is not enough of a warning, let's look at verse 30, where we are told to do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In other words, do not make him sad and simply put, don't cause him distress. Know that when he calls us to a posture of letting go of offenses and we desire to hold on tightly to them, feeling that it's my right to hold on to this offense, because it was so painful, it causes the Holy Spirit grief. It causes him sadness. Now, if we continue to walk in this state, there surely be consequences for this. 
Grieving the Holy Spirit, think of it this way. It's like pouring a liquid concrete over your heart, forming a hardened heart. And once your heart is hardened, you become darkened in your thinking and understanding of God and his word. You are then separated from the life of God, the life of God, life abundantly. No, you've not lost your salvation or anything, but you're not living life to the full that God says that he's called us to. Jesus says that I've come to give you life, life more abundantly in John 10, 10, life to the full. Yet due to the hardening of your heart, you lose sensitivity to a spirit, unable to hear when he instructs you to do something, unable to stay clear of other impurities even. And if you continue in this state, you will be lured into indulging in every form of impurity and even desiring even more, craving more. Verse 19 tells us that. In verse 22, he says, put off the old self, which says, ah, I'm going to hold on to that offense, for it's my right to do so. This will, this type of thinking will corrupt your soul. You must be made new in the attitude of your mind. Put on, wear the new you, the new self. Wear your royal robe of righteousness. This beautiful creation designed to look like God in true righteousness and holiness. Put on the new self. Let go of the offense so that bitterness would not set up root in your heart. In verses 25 through 28, he tells us to do these things. I'm not going to read them again because I read them at the beginning and I need you to go back and read the full passage. It says, do these things. Cast off, put off false falsehood. Stop lying. Stop fudging the truth. For fudging the truth is also a lie. Stop even speaking what you think you see in the natural for you only know the truth the spirit reveals about the situation. So shut your mouth. Shut your mouth unless you are speaking God's blessing over that individual's life. Or unless you're speaking what God has told you to speak. Make sure that it's God that's telling you to speak. And not that root of bitterness that has built, been built up in your heart. Number two, speak truthfully to your neighbor as revealed by God. And you must be filled up with his spirit in order to do this. Number three, don't sin in your anger. As you sin, this will give the devil more ingredients for the stuff he wants to do in your life. It's like taking an arrow and putting it in, in his hand and saying, hey, use this against me. Demolish anger. Don't steal. That is so simple. I don't even need to go there. Don't steal. Don't steal. Don't rob God. Look, I guess I can deal with that. Don't rob God. Everything that you have belongs to the Lord. And it should be at his disposal. 
Number five, build others up with what you are speaking. Build up, don't tear down. So I've just given you a few things um, regarding this passage, and I encourage you to simply let go of any offense. If you have time, take paper, pencil and paper, lay it out. Begin to pray and ask the Lord to reveal to you any offenses that you are holding on to. Lay them before him. Speak it out loud because you know what you declare and decree is established in the heavens. Okay, what we declare and decree on earth, it is established in the heavens. So, and we can speak life and death out of our mouths. So you lay that offense before the Lord. And then you say, God, I forgive this individual. And you confess it out of your mouth until it becomes your reality. To each of us is given a measure of faith. Walk in faith, believing that it is, it is gone. Then you ask the Lord to, to reveal to you the great and wonderful things about that individual that, that, that first even allowed you to begin a relationship with them. If it is a sister, a brother, or a friend, a pastor, or an institution, a church. So, Lord, we come before you and we ask, God, that you would simply hear our cry this day. Help us, Lord God, to honor you by walking in forgiveness. You told us to forgive others as you've forgiven us. Forgive the way we want to be forgiven. Oh, Lord, we ask for your power to forgive and lay down every offense and give it back to you, Jesus, for you were bruised even for our offenses, the things that come at us, God. And there is no bruise that you encounter, God, that is less painful than what we're experiencing. Father, we, we let go of unforgiveness. We lay these offenses down and we walk, Lord God, in your love, because you told us that your love is patient, your love is kind, it's, self, it's not self-seeking. Your love is long-suffering. So God, we wanna be patient, we wanna be long-suffering, Lord God, with uh, our sisters and brothers in Christ. We want to recognize that we are on the same team. We ask for your power. We ask that you would fill us up with your spirit, God. We ask, God, that you would help, Lord God, help us, Lord God, that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts and minds, the things that we think on, is pleasing unto you. And that the very words that we speak is as if we're speaking your words. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your faithfulness. It is in your name we pray this prayer. Amen.